Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dad. We're starting a new season, season 14. And I mean, what can I say? I mean, such an amazing, epic experience to being able to speak with so many talented, badass, super people. So I want to thank you also to check this episode out. Make sure to subscribe, leave a like, follow, share it with friends, family. And again, thank you so much. Have an epic day or evening, depending where you are. And the show is about to start. Sarah, uh, welcome to the show. It is so amazing to have you here. I mean, what better way to continuing having an epic day with someone as epic, epic ex- and badass as you? You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for reaching out. Uh, I, I appreciate you uh, making the initial contact and, and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Love it. I love it. So starting with the whole interview, you know, let's go back in time a little bit and tell me where does your, yeah, like where does this passion came from? So um, I... I've always like loved performing and being in front of people. Um, I grew up as a dancer and I did like um, like musicals in okay. school. I um, I was a, a residential camp counselor for like 10 summers um, while I was in school. And then I became a teacher and I just oh. like, I love being in front of the classroom and like my kids are cool. It's hard, but it was really fun. Um, but as I um, was teaching, I realized that my favorite part was the rapport mm. building and the getting to know the kids and knowing their story. And okay. and and this is coming around. So I ended up um, actually going back to school for uh, my master's in school counseling. And that's what I'm doing now. And what's really awesome is with my performing and acting, I have so much more of a repertoire to work with because yeah. I'm not only using my stories but I'm using like resources from around me because acting is it's like the art of empathy and that's mm-hmm. like all that my job not all that that's a huge part of what my job is right now and the best part that I love yeah. is just stories and and telling stories and getting people to just you know, understand that there is just so much in this world besides your own little corner. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I did um, a stage and mostly stage. I did some film and I loved it because you could be more like, um, uh, like subtle, more real. Okay. That. Um, but I did have to take a break when I went back to school and then COVID happened. So then um, now I'm back. <laughs> I've just been doing some stage stuff now. I would like to get back into some film, but um, you know, I needed to take that break so I could focus on working while I was also going to school. Yeah, absolutely. And was it <laughs> something else you wanted to be when you were little? Like, I don't know. Something. Oh I wanted to be everything. You can ask my parents. I was like, I wanted to be a ballerina and an actress, and I wanted to like do hair, and I wanted to just like run around the neighborhood. Like I just wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a football player at one point too. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I always knew that like I, I needed to be in front of people, and I needed to yeah. tell stories and connect with people. Um, and I've always just kind of found my jobs with. Like with people, I, mm-hmm. I tried a desk job for like a couple months because I was in between like subbing positions and my light just burnt out and I was like I can't I can't be a kind of desk. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah, <laughs> I make excuses to go down to the front receptionist like and have a stack of papers, but I didn't actually have anything to do with them. 
And I go down and just like talk with her and say hi to people that are walking in. <laughs> she was like, "Girl, you gotta get out of here." Yeah, I can't stand that. I used to, I used to have like an office, um, an office job. I worked there for three years, mm-hmm. and um, even though that that it was well paid, mm-hmm. after the second year, since there was no opportunities, you know, like either to improve or to do something else, it was kind of the same thing. I started yeah. to get bored, and then eventually I started to get tired and annoyed, and then of mm-hmm. course my attitude went into a point in which I was angry all the time. And then mm-hmm. later on, I got into an argument with my supervisor. He fired me. But like the like the fun like the interesting thing is that even though when I was fired, and even though that I was that I that I wasn't receiving that income anymore, it was refreshing. You know, I was yeah. feeling like like a burden just went out, and I was like, oh, you know, like feeling much better, much happier. And um, and yeah, after that, I was kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, it, it's okay if you want to work in a place like that. That's fine. But oh, yeah. unless it's not what you want then do something you know like make sure that you focus on the thing that you want to otherwise you're going to stay there and then time 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 goes flying and then when you realize you have stuck in the same place mm-hmm. you haven't done anything and you know I'm, i'm the type of people that we all come to this world for something you know but of course we need to discover it and for that you need to be able to try new things here and there and kind of to find your own find your place for this for this world you know what i mean 100 and like you know that's a desk job is good for some people maybe to um kind of just get their energy from themselves and just like you know are like to focus on you know one thing and and don't like you know a lot of commotion and and that's why we have jobs for those people and then we have other jobs like you know what we're doing talking to one another um because that's how we get our energy it's actually interesting that Yeah, uh, you're talking about your past job um because I'm currently working with my ninth graders on um introducing like career development yeah. and I inter- I showed them this it's a Japanese concept called ikigai I think I'm pronouncing it right but um it's it's like these four Venn diagrams one's like what you love what you're good at what you can get paid for and what the world needs and ikigai is the one in the center mm. it's like it's like the meaning of life is, is yeah. what what it is and so like the the goal is you're doing it's like trial and error and you're figuring out about yourself and about the world and your strengths um and by doing all of that you end up finding this icky guy and what can i say like did that did that situation get you here did you get the opportunity now to like talk with people and interview yeah yeah i mean i was having the idea to create a mm-hmm. podcast but like the Yeah, like the main thing here was what is it going to be about? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, at first I was thinking about because at that point I was exiting our relationship, so I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to talk about that, but then a friend of mine was like, that's too cliché. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, later on, I saw this guy on YouTube who uh who he interviews only actors who play either voice or motion capture for video games. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him. He was happy. The other person was happy. It was nothing but happiness and happiness, sunshine and rainbows. And I was like, man, I want to do that. So I started to search up about like, how can I do it? You know? Mm-hmm. And and then of course, yeah, when when you are in this uh, in this point in which you are in which you're questioning like, should I do it? What if people don't like it? You know? What if what if this if, if this turned out to be like a waste of time? What if people don't want to talk with me? You know, you, you start to get into this uh, toxic bubble, right? In which you just are questioning everything. But then later on, I was like, okay, I'm about to turn 30. I've been wasting my life into 
jobs and things that I hate. So why not try something else that I that I'm actually feeling curious about and see what happens. And uh, that was yeah, that was like a year and a couple of months ago. And um, here we are now, almost 500 or I think more than 500 episodes now. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. That's a, that's incredible. And like that's the the kind of thing where like you know you get to a, a breaking point. And you have oh, to yeah. decide whether or not you're going to let your what ifs get in the way of you living. I mean, it's your life. You're the one who has to live it. So totally. like, are you going to let yourself get in the way of that in your fear and your what if, or are you just going to do it and see what happens? I think when people just kind of go for it and want it more than the next person, you make it happen. Um, and when you're passionate about something and you have heart in it, people see that and they're attracted to it. And yeah. that's where it's like, yeah it's like that's the person that i want to connect with that's the network that i that i want like that's that's the energy that i want in my life um, yeah so absolutely. that's awesome good for you for you know just taking that leap of faith and, and here you are like that's incredible yeah and you know it's so interesting because whenever whenever you like either with friends family um you will talk about this right that uh that I, that that i have a podcast instantly they go like are you getting paid are you are you famous now like how much are you making You know, I think like that, and I, yeah, and I, and I get it, of course, but, uh, but, yeah. uh, but whenever I tell them, like, no, I haven't, I mean, this is still a work in process, and, you know, mm -hmm. this is, you know, you need to, you need to work on it in order to start to improve, um, but whenever you, but, like, whenever you say hard work, like, for example, this friend of mine, he wanted to do, like, the exact, the same thing that I'm doing, but when I tell, but when I told him, like, yeah, but you will need to, Uh, search on this you will need to invest in equipment too you will have to you know when I started to tell him like all the things that you need to do then he was like you know what yeah I think this is not for me and I was like mm -hmm. I mean I get it but uh if you wanted it as yeah like uh, as this as this actress told me on my first episode if you wanna if you wanna make this a career just make sure that there's gonna be a lot of sacrifices There's going to be a lot of moments in which you're not going to be able to be with friends or family or even sleep. That you will have to stay overnight to work on your craft. If you're good with that, go for it. If not, yeah, you can do it as a hobby, but but leave it like that then, you know? So um, Exactly. That's that's the point where yeah. like, you got to want it more than the next person if you want to make that like your thing. And it takes a lot of, I mean, it's, the, it's just like... Um, Like, um, think of like basketball, right? You yeah. can't like never go to practice and then show up on the court and expect to like be drafted in the NBA. Like you oh, yeah. can't do that. You have to like put the work and the time into it. And um, and I think that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid of like the, the time commitment and potentially like not like, oh, I wasted my time because I didn't go anywhere. And like, that's oh. all that like what if and that negative energy that like, that cuts people out of doing what they actually really want to do. Um, but, but yeah, and I think that's something um, to kind of bring it back into, um, you were talking about like the, um, the performing and the acting, like I knew for a while, like this isn't going to be my career yet because totally. as I, I had more of myself to work on and like, I'm too anxious to not have like a steady income. Um, at least right now in my life when, um, you know, I'm, I have a awesome fiance, we have two dogs, like we're just trying yeah. to like start our life, you know, like, um, so I'm, I'm content with that. 
um, and I'm doing something I still love. Like who knows? Like maybe in a few years I decide like, yeah, like I've saved up enough. And, like I'm just gonna go for it. And like, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong in changing your mind and, and doing Oh yeah, absolutely. But definitely like the, the education that I learned for this job, I believe has helped me to become an even better actress um, and connecting with my characters and, and really getting down to the nitty gritty of their story and their mm. why, their purpose. Totally. And now, that, and now that you mentioned that, like how you prepare a character, now you understand, of course, that uh, it depends on the role. But what are usually or what are kind of um, the first steps, let's say, that you always do in order to start this process of character creation? That's a really good question. Um, uh, first, I'll read the whole script okay. um, so that I know how, like, just how the whole plot goes. Mm. Um, and then I go back through and I find where my character fits in. Um, and I'm reading that. And at that point, then I'm kind of like, I'm almost like playing a movie in my head. Okay. My own kind of as I'm reading it, how I would, um, you know, like when you read a book, actually, this is what yeah. I do. Like when I read a book, I'm like playing it all out in my head. I have the voices of the characters. Like, um, so I kind of do that. And then, um, and then after I kind of get a little bit of sense of like the vibe that like mm. my initial reaction is to, then I go back through and then I start to figure out like, okay, what does my character want? Okay. Like, And that's a huge thing because everybody wants something at some point, right? So what does my character want? Why are they here? What's their role in a relationship with the other characters? Um, and just kind of breaking down very humanistic elements um, and questions so that I can then start creating that like skeleton of my character. And then once I figure out those answers, then I go back through again and Um, and then I'm just like up, I've got the script up and I'm like going through it, like, you know, with that intention, this is where the empathy part comes in, like, okay. um, because in order to figure out their why and all of the, um, intentions that your character has and what they want, um, you've got to put yourself aside. You've got to get yourself out of the equation and you can use some of your own life experiences whether it was your personal or, or something that you've experienced secondhand from somebody else, you can mm. use that as like, um, like a, like a stepping stool to get to where you need to go. But then you can't keep yourself in there because that's not your experience anymore. You're just kind of drawing yeah. with yours. So then, um, so then I kind of go through that and I'm like, okay, well, what, like, what can I connect with? And then what am I going to be adding to create this character's want or this character's need and and whatnot so it is a lot of um a lot of what i'm kind of doing in my job where like i'm uh when i like speak with a, a student or a client and i'm you know trying to hear what's going on in their life or their perspective of the world and um i get i get some things because you know i'm human too i've had my experience but but the way i experience the world is even if it's slightly different than them, it's still a difference. And I have to kind of put my, take myself out of it to really, really, really understand. That's what I meant by, uh, you know, em uh, acting as the art of empathy. Like you're just, you're being someone else. You're not, totally. just in, you're someone else in your body. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah, 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 of course. And, and like, has it ever happened to you that whenever you were preparing a character, you got stuck? Like something about that character took you the most to prepare it as others that you had in the in the past? Yeah. Um, so this is actually a stage role that I did. Um, okay. I was playing Gypsy in the musical Gypsy. And I got stuck because especially in the beginning, so, so her story is like from when she's younger and she's like, essentially like neglected by her mom and her family because okay. Her okay. Younger, I think it's her younger sister. Um, June is like a star and the mom wants her to be a star and, and you know, in vaudeville and all that stuff. And um, Louise is what her name was before she became Gypsy Rose Lee. She's like, what am I just, she literally was like the butt of the cow in the show. Okay. June was like up in the front, like with her cute, you know, pigtails and whatever. So. That's just kind of a microcosm of how she, Louise had felt in in her life. And I definitely, um, now I was never a butt of a cow, but mm. I definitely had feelings of, um, you know, just like not fitting in or just kind of like being in the background or like, you know, those that, that kind of like loneliness, like that totally. whatever. Um, and so it was hard for me though um as i was building the character and this was before i started doing my um uh uh my my counseling and stuff it mm. was hard for me to not you know do transference within the character because her experience was different than mine so that did actually take a little bit of some time um and i was working with the director at the time because i told him like something doesn't feel right he's like there's too much of you in it okay her in it and i was like oh okay okay um and then so then i was able to because i was kind of keeping that throughout the whole story because okay. once she gets older then she uh she becomes gypsy rose lee who's um i don't know if you've heard of her but she was a famous striptease artist so that's her okay. story um yeah, yeah. So, um but she she gains this confidence towards the end at the time in my life I personally wasn't at that spot mm. in my life like I still was you know like self-conscious and like you know didn't think I was good enough and all that kind of negative self-talk whatever but so yeah. that's kind of what the director was saying where it was like you got to take yourself out of it so you can get to the end um and I I am my own worst critic as most of us are so I can sit there and pinpoint and pick out all the things I could have done better or different um which is a good teaching tool but um I felt like I did a, a good job on the role just you know with that I had a good director to um you know to kind of help me with my character okay okay I love it now <laughs> what if one day I call you and then I tell you I want to become an actor now I don't have any experience at all like none so based on what you know and on your experience what advice would you give to me before jumping into the whole acting stuff? Like, what would you say to me before even considering on jumping in? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, I guess I'd have to ask you first, like, where do you see yourself in the end of this? Like, do you see this as just more of a hobby, like a fun thing that you're doing? Or is this like, do you really want to like, this is what you want to do? Like, you want to make it to Hollywood and A-list actor? Yeah, yeah, let's say that let's say that I that I wanna yeah let's say that I wanna be a part in the next Avengers movie in a couple of years now so right. yeah big one so yeah. then I guess what I would say um, would be 
figure out what your purpose is. Like, why do you, you want to do it? Like, okay. do you want to do it for the money? Do you want to do it for the fame? Do you want to do it because you like to tell stories? And just be honest with yourself about it. Um, and once you figure out what your purpose is, then you're always going to be able to go back to that mm. when you get all those rejections, when you get down in the dumps about it and you start losing your faith. You're like, no, this is why I want to do this. This is why I wanted to do it before. This is still why I want to do it now. I'm going to do it. That would be my first thing. My second thing would be just prepare. Mm. Uh, preparation, you know, do your research, um, practice. It's like, uh, I remember my my um, sophomore year history teacher, Mr. Larkin, he was awesome. He said, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And that stuck with me. Um, and it's so true. So like when you've prepared yourself, I mean, you won't be, you can hear my dog barking out. Oh, yeah. You can be like, you're not going to be perfect because perfection is not achievable mm. for humans, but but it will help you to, to uh, prevent poor performance um so i would say prepare yourself and then go have fun just go have fun enjoy it like i think that when you go into an audition um or you go into you know on set to do something if if you're not having fun it's so obvious and like they don't no. want to work with you then and then it's like you're so dry with your character and like you know you're not putting everything that you've got into it Totally. So that, those would be my my things. Figure out your figure out your why. Uh, prepare and um, have fun. There you go. I'll put that on my list if I become an actor <laughs> and I win an Oscar. I will mention you on my acceptance speech. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I love it. Now, what has been either the funniest or worst audition you ever have? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. That's, I've had some pretty bad auditions. Okay, so I do remember this one. It's funny now, at the moment, I was so embarrassed. I went into my car and I started crying. But like, now I look back and I laugh at it because I wasn't prepared. Okay. I wasn't prepared. Um, and um, I, um, I got there and I was in my head and I was like, you know, just I was anxious and all that stuff. And I started singing and I was like off key and it was awful. And I just stopped singing and I was like, we both know I'm not getting a call back. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was like, I'll try next time. Like, okay. just, like I just, I thought, because we both were just, I was like, uh, I'm definitely not getting a call back. Why am I going to continue wasting his time with this? Totally. Um, so yeah, but I, but, I pin that back to um, I wasn't having fun and I wasn't prepared. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. And like, like what? I mean, so you do an audition, right? Mm -hmm. And like how you like how you manage like kind of a like the second thoughts, you know, like once you finish, you go back to your car, and then like how you deal those like those second thoughts, like oh I should have done this instead of that, like why did I do this instead of that, like how you deal with that. That's a, that is a really good question. Um, I'm still working on that. Um, mm. but I, I try to think about like, okay, it's in the past. It already happened. And all the worrying I'm doing now about mm. what I did, yeah. isn't going to change their like decision about totally. whether or not I was right for the role. And it could be like, I had an awesome audition. I thought I did amazing and I wasn't chosen and 
they're the director they have a different vision than i do so it's mm. that's kind of where like the having fun is like you go and you have fun and maybe i have a different perspective on it because i'm not doing it as a living uh mm -hmm. so i can have fun i can say no if i'm like eh, i'm not really trying to like you know do that role i whatever so um but i think that it's um I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, don't worry. I mean, in, in, on my episodes, I got used to my dogs barking into a point. I was like, they're they're basically in most of the episodes. So yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I'm like lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, yeah, you were saying about dealing with second. You know, like with with the, with the second thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So, um, I mean, I think it's good to reflect okay. because that's how you learn. That's how you get better. Okay. Um, so you, like, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong in going back to your car or, um, once you get home or like whatever, and you just sit there for a few minutes. And if you're someone who ruminates on your thoughts, mm. uh, put a timer on. And when the timer is done then you're done, <laughs> like you're done thinking about it, go do some kind of fun healthy coping strategy to get your mind off of it um but like it's good to it's good to reflect to improve but you just don't want to stay stuck in what you did and mm. getting upset with yourself and, okay. and worrying did i get the part did i get the part did i get the part because it's it's not it's not going to change the result yeah totally <laughs> so totally okay okay all right and if you could go back in time to meet the 13-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give to her? Yo, I give myself so much advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I guess I... I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give to myself is to not care so much about what other people think of me. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And as a people pleaser, I cared so much and I wanted everyone to like me and I didn't understand when you know somebody didn't because I mean I know I'm a nice person I don't you know I don't talk about other people in that like in a bad way and I'm always trying to look no. people up because I know what it feels like to to be pushed down like that and it doesn't mm. feel good and like as a people please I don't want to do it to somebody else so um you know I just would get so in my head about um what's wrong with me is wrong with me and just like trying so hard like i tried too hard to get yeah. like me and i think if i could tell my 13 year old self like just don't care so much um because like you only have so much room in your life and so like for the for people and for you know that energy and totally like they're almost doing you a favor by not having you waste your time on them. Like if people don't like if like if this person thinks something about me, well, they don't know me. Number one, then if you're going to think something that's obviously not true, you don't know me. And second of all, then fine. If you don't want to get to know me first and you're going to make an assumption, you're not the kind of person I want to be hanging out with anyway. So totally. I think that's kind of, you know, something. And I, I try to tell my students this too, because, you know, they're, you know, in high school and it's kind of like when, you know, a lot of friends change and there's clicks and things Yeah, like absolutely. 
Um, but but yeah, I would say I would say not to care so much about what other people think of me. Mm, mm. And I think especially right now, you know, like with the whole social media and everything, I find it I find it very interesting. And at the same time, worried or stressing the fact that now we will see teenagers getting worried or getting stressed about or even depressed about followers you know about followers in the social media about this new post like why i didn't receive so many likes you know it's so interesting i remember like back in the day we didn't care about that you know we were just we had like myspace <laughs> and nobody cared about that like, you know? no, like, yeah. <laughs> everybody else everybody was having like their own thing you know and then when facebook came we were like oh okay cool mm -hmm. but uh but now it's so interesting that 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 you will see kids i don't know like 10 12 13 years old worrying about their uh, about their content about their mm -hmm. likes followers and you're like you know that is so i mean that is so interesting but at the same time yeah war yeah like uh it's 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 bad because i think that you stop being you you focus as we were as you were saying now i mean you focus and you put all of your feeling and your emotions on likes and on somebody and 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 for the thoughts of somebody else which is yeah which is terrible basically right and i um i'm gonna try not to get up on my soapbox about this because i actually did a whole like research project for my um for my master's about um social okay. media the way that wow. affected um like mental health and in, in general um but you know it's you know that highlight reel and that's all that they see and so yeah. they're upward comparing their own worth to somebody's highlight reel and they know in their own life like all this stuff's happening and my life's falling apart but this person looks like they're living the time of their life but really they don't know what's going on because nobody's totally. gonna post about anything bad happening totally. to them but it is but it's hard to remind yourself that you know this is just a highlight reel and that my worth does not uh is not about the likes or about you know how somebody you know how many followers i have or like or whatever it, it's um it's difficult because a lot of uh society um yeah. like promotes that but yeah um, totally. but it is like it, it literally it literally like getting wow. likes becomes some dopamine rush and creates addictions to people just wanting and wanting and wanting and wanting more of that uh like synthetic validation um and it just it is sad it's sad um but i do think i have some hope though a lot of the kids i've been talking to lately are a lot more self-aware of mm. um of all of that um i think us was like millennials gen z i, I don't know what everyone's called now um yeah. i think that we were almost like the the guinea pigs of it and so you know a lot of Uh, the, the adjustment had to do with us like we had to kind of go through that um and now i think we have enough data to show like okay this is what's going on this is why it's happening this is what we can be doing to um to manage that and i think um a lot of the kids now are, are more um aware of it yeah it's hard but at least i know that you know this is somebody's highlight reel <laughs> yeah me. because i mean it's it's yeah it's it's so like unreal like uh i have a cousin he's he's like what like 11 years old mm -hmm. and one day uh uh he was pissed pissed all like all day and then eventually I was like what's wrong 
And then it turns out that he was super pissed because this uh, this influencer was following him, and turns out that wasn't that was following him not not anymore. So he was pissed about it, like he has like his whole day. And I was and, and I was just like speaking with him, like, are you putting your like your attention and your and your well being onto someone that doesn't even know you, doesn't even care about about anything about what you do? Like, are you gonna actually do that? I mean, are you gonna like give that importance? To somebody else. I mean, you're giving too much power that, like, to someone mm -hmm. that that doesn't actually deserve it. You know, so. Yes, I like that you're giving somebody else too much power over you. Like, you're yeah. the one who gives your power. And I think, like, when people remember that, then it's like, oh, like I have the choice to be able to let this go. Totally. And um, but I do think it is tough because, especially like now, social media and online. Um, all of that is is just so ingrained in our society and like that's where a lot of the kids are connecting with each other and like sure. so a lot of their life is online like we're used to to you know it not you know, we can hang out without pulling our phones out um, and really having a conversation whereas that's just not really like how they function at this point and it's just it's just the way the world has evolved yeah um, exactly but what What's difficult though is that um, because of this, they hold on, I just lost my chance out again. Um, because everything's online, like they also can't separate themselves. Mm. So, for example, like online bullying, like is a huge thing, and it's actually kind of difficult to deal with in the school because legally as a school unless it happened in the school like all we can say is you can file a police report and then i'll help you process through what happened like yeah. you know so it's, but like when we were in school we got bullied and then we went home and we had a break from it at least unless they like lived down the street and were bothering you then but like you could take a break whereas now it's like you know kids post just such mean things um online and yeah. you know it, it's really just it's more of a reflection of them <laughs> and their issues and the fact that they don't have the ability to deal with you yeah. know their emotions but um it, it just doesn't it's not perceived that way to you know the other person um, yeah yeah you know you know what you mean <laughs> yeah you know the other day i was speaking with a friend of mine and and i was uh, and i was telling him like thank god when we were in high school none of that was was going on because if that would happen i would have become a meme so many times because i was like the clumsiest person in the world you know so i was like oh thank god that that didn't happen to me i love it that's it you know so. right like can you imagine it's funny you just said about being clumsy as i'm a like i grew up as a dancer and i'm like i literally fall all the time like i like it's yeah. but like those are the things that like you do something like silly um, but nobody had like a smartphone record or create a TikTok and then it's like forever there and it's like you never can get away from it now whereas before it just happened and people talked about it for a few weeks and then something else happened that you know, changed their attention. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, thank God cameras were not that perfect for on cell phones and thank God of that. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, by, I mean, by saying that, it's kind of understandable why, why, uh, kids right will get will get actually depressed of this whole 
bullying in social media because I mean not only your school is bullying you or not even a few people because back in the day I mean just a few guys will bully you and that's it you know and I mean and uh, probably like your whole classroom perhaps and that was it but mm -hmm. now I mean it's not it's not it's not a, a, only the classroom it's like the school the whole county the city the state and then and then you you have comments from people from different countries bullying you you're like what the you know like what the fuck <laughs> you're like what's going on yeah yeah so so i can understand about mm -hmm. about that like about that whole uh that it can get that it can get really overwhelming but uh, mm -hmm. uh that uh, i mean also i would say that you will have to i mean you have to look up i mean <clears throat> as a parent i would i, I would assume that you really have to take a look on that you know like like actually be aware of uh of uh of what it's going on and actually kind of uh instead of having i mean we also have to include now for this generation besides having the sex talk the social media talk you know and like and like the whole internet talk because uh i mean it's it's amazing it's useful i love it but of course sometimes it can get overwhelming and even scary at some point you know right and i i do think too like it's not going away it's not oh, no, going yeah. anywhere and honestly like it, kids are resilient and the fact that they're dealing with this and yes they're you know developing depression anxiety in unprecedented numbers but there's still like you have to like you said put this into consideration and then think about yourself like how would i have dealt with that like would i have been able to deal with like this you know awful picture of me just spread around the entire school like this airdrop to everybody in the middle of this pep rally like i you know or like it's yeah. it's just um it's just something different to think about um but that is that is going to have to be like that talk where it's like okay like look you're gonna have you know an online you know social life um but you have to be responsible about it and totally. these are are ways to be responsible and if you feel like somebody else is not being responsible here are your options and what you can do you know and just kind of educate in that way as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's scary sometimes about like the whole you know like how like the whole social media has evolved and everything yeah i mean it's amazing as i was saying but mm -hmm. yeah you yeah we really need to make yeah we really need to kind of uh like like show people like put attention to it as well because at the end they're just kids you know and i and i find very very sad knowing that they're like they're 13 year old 14 year olds already with huge anxiety and depression you know and like and like really mental problems when you're like back back then you were not worrying about that you know you were just playing with friends here and there going to your friend's house have fun mm -hmm. for the weekend and that was it but now we 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 hear cases of 13 year old 14 year olds going through medical treatment you know and like through very um intense uh, th uh therapy and things like that and you're like wow like like that is so different like like total different world from mm -hmm. uh from uh from what what it used to and we can see now like the whole clash between this generation and the and the new generations you know mm -hmm. that uh that they are basically born with a cell phone you know mm -hmm. in which in which our case we we were we were like i remember i remember that my first cell phone was when i was like 15 and it was this nokia small thing like horrible but you know and now and now we see kids 
like with their iPhone, with their Samsung, already moving it like pros and doing pictures and reels. I know, and I always have to ask my students, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah I didn't even have my first phone until I graduated high school and it was a, a Verizon Razor, like the flip with the antenna. Like, oh, that's cool. But, yeah, I know, it was like, oh, cool. Um, but I, I do think that like, you know, the only way to get in front of it is to acknowledge that mm this is the way that it is now oh, yeah. and like brainstorming what are our options in order to manage it and um and being realistic about it where you know i think that it's important to have you know um i call it's called social emotional learning it's just like teaching kids um at a younger age how to manage their emotions so that when they are upset at something they're not you know, taking it out on somebody else or getting into a fight or, you know, cutting themselves or, you know, or completing suicide or like horrible things that just yeah. are like the immediate reaction that that people have because they just don't know how to to deal with this, like these feelings. Like it's nothing mm. physical that they can see or tangible. It's, it's just all inside and all inside. And it's, like you said, overwhelming. So. Yeah. educating is the best thing and then showing them like look this is what happens when you're on social media like this is um you know if you're spending too much time um on your phone and not with like in person with somebody else like i, I do think a lot of the kids though realized after covid um being um being uh quarantined and away from their friends um it really it really did a number on them um i remember i was working with ninth graders and they were like socially and developmentally seventh graders and i had taught seventh graders like i could literally i, I just in bigger bodies they were seventh graders because they missed like that those developmental years and um and yeah they were you know, depressed they're like i just missed my friends i was all so alone i had no motivation i literally didn't get out of my room for days and so i think that they like they got it they started to get it and um totally you know i i do i do think that um that's another reason why the, you know they're a little bit more aware of you know what's what's going on i think there's a reason for you know a lot of stuff yeah as long as you look for the silver lining yeah lesson in it <laughs> yeah it's crazy right i mean it's great i mean I, I miss i miss those old like every now and then i would i would miss the, like the old cell phones you know because you were just for call text text and that's it you know and now with you know like with the with the cell phones and everything i mean your whole information is there bank information account money transactions your password your email like everything is there and it's and and and, and uh like when i lost one of the a cell phone like years ago like it was like the old ones you were like mm, my contacts dang it and that was it you know you remembered most of them too yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you were, and you were having and like, you were having just a few contacts you know yeah and, yeah um, but, you know, it's crazy because if you lose it you're like i need to change my i need to reset my passwords i need to check my email i need to if i have mm -hmm. like like a like a credit card numbers there i need to either cancel them or you, you know you your whole day can really messed up if you now lose. right right so. <laughs> and remember how how good the batteries were back then you didn't have to oh, charge yeah. it for like a whole week <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it was so cool it was and, and also like uh like like they could 
they could yeah like they they could drop and nothing happened to them. Yeah, I mean, I know. Isn't it weird how it's like so fragile they are now or before? Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. just did nothing, like barely anything. But it's like at the time that's all that you needed because you didn't you didn't know anything else either. Whereas now, like you know, you forget your phone, and even though like we remember what it's like to not have it. I'm still feeling like I'm missing my arm, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we already got, yeah, we already got used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand that. That if you're going out, you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so. I remember the other day I was, um, I was, I was uh, checking this podcast in which they were saying that now it's, it's kind of creepy because your cell phone knows more about you than the actual you, you, you know, mm-hmm. because well, of the whole of the whole because of your search or your contacts and everything like how and like and right. and, oh, and they yeah. ended up and, they yeah. ended up they ended up knowing you perfectly and which is kind of creepy at the same time so a little bit creepy yeah just just from um you know gathering it's just gathering data you know i mean i do still think that you know yourself better than than anyone um as long as you're honest with yourself right. so that could be something where like because it's just gathering data it's honest and so then it kind of it's like putting that stuff in front of your face and yeah. you know like why yeah, do I keep seeing these ads well because you keep looking at them every time they come up on your screen <laughs> yeah it's creepy it's really 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 weird really <laughs> but um but yeah I mean technology technology but like moving on here yeah sorry <laughs> no it's okay I love it I love it but now if you had to describe a film right let's say that Netflix HBO Disney Plus Paramount like whatever they want they call you one day and tell you we're we're going to make a film about you but here's a catch it's going to be a film in which all of the characters you have played at the moment since day one all of those characters will gather to celebrate your birthday okay what would be the name of that film and what would it be would it be like a comedy horror dramedy or horror with comedy or what would it be it would definitely be a dramedy <laughs> yeah. um and I think it would be called The Misfits. <laughs> the Misfits, okay. The Misfits. I I've, I've played a lot of very different diverse characters. Okay. Um which has been awesome for me because I I like the um the range mm. uh, and the challenge that it brings. Mm. Um but I say Misfits because they all wouldn't be hanging out together. <laughs> and so um and there's always There's always a little quirk and maybe that's part of like me like like um the character that I'm bringing and because it's through me there's still a little quirk. I'm a quirky person like you know it just is. So yeah. it's kind of um I do think that some of that um especially in in um more of like the funnier characters that comes out um But yeah, I guess I guess I'd call it the Misfits. I just <laughs> That's a really hard question to answer. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. We'll leave like It's really weird. We'll leave it like that. And what if you had to choose one of your characters to go out partying, shopping? Which one would you choose and why? Um That's a good question. Um I played Serena in Legally Blonde. Cool. And she was fun. <laughs> um just kind of spunk like spunky and just like, you know, outgoing and mm. um, 
uh, you know, um, just just seemed like she was a good friend to um, Elle. Um, and uh, I think that she and I would have a fun time if we went out. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right, perfect. Now, what about, let's say, that I I opened a bar. And then one day I also call you and I tell you, I want to make a drink that can describe your career and yourself. What would have and what would be the name of that drink? My career and myself. I mean, margaritas are my favorite. <laughs> so, okay. um, you know, it's just, it's fun. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if I can come up with a name off the top of my head of something different, but it definitely would have tequila in it. <laughs> tequila in it, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess I'm not sure how to answer that question. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, Like the other day, I was thinking about that. Like, like, would it be cool? Like, if I open a bar one day and then on the drinks, instead of having like the typical drinks, I will have kind of drinks made by some of the people that I've interviewed to kind of, you know, add oh, them to oh, the, like a specialty yeah. drink. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still think that it would have tequila in it. Tequila in it, okay. I'll even <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, When yeah. time comes, I will let you know again and be like, okay, so we have tequila. We have we to do this okay. out now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. Now, like what motivates you? You know, we all have those days, right? That uh, we just want to quit. You know, regardless if things are okay or even if things are normal, you know, like getting into this, starting to having second thoughts and and uh, and start to thinking like, oh, I think I should quit, you know, like, As, as, uh, as we were saying before like getting inside into this toxic bubble it's always way too easy but mm -hmm. on your case what pulls you out of it you know what 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 put your feet back on the ground so you can continue on this journey that you have been creating for so many years now there's a couple answers to that question all right the first one's my fiance <laughs> he always okay. pulls your feet back to the ground it's like I love it. <laughs> um he has a very logical um realistic perspective mm -hmm, and is mm -hmm. able to be objective where i can let my emotions get the best of me or i can be you know unrealistic or have my head in the clouds or things like that um or you know get down in the dumps and just feel like oh my god the world that can be dramatic you know um so i would say he's always been my rock to kind of pull me back. Um, I would say a positive perspective and mindset is okay. another thing too. Um, and that's not like denying that there's negativity or that like there's bad things. It's like the glass, glass half full or glass half empty is the same amount of water in the glass. Mm. If you look at it as half full, you see opportunity you see a reason, like, like you remember your purpose. And that's another thing too, is remembering your purpose and knowing what your purpose is. Um, but, you know, having that, um, having that perspective where you're taking the situation and um, you're finding the silver lining so that you can use it as fuel to keep going or to, um, you know, learn the lesson out of it. I don't know if you've ever uh, watched um, Silver Linings Playbook, 
Okay, you have to. It's so good. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence and Bradley Cooper's in it. It's actually set in Philadelphia. Um, mm. <laughs> he's like hardcore Eagles. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro is also in it. Um, and uh, Pat, who's uh, um, Bradley Cooper, plays that character. He lives by this word excelsior. Mm. And excelsior is Latin for ever upward or um, uh, like to rise above. And his line in there is, is like to take that negativity and turn it into something, find the silver lining and turn it into something positive and use that energy um, to like yeah. make that difference to keep going. And um, that word's always stuck with me. Um, so I would say, uh, try to sum it all up again, my fiance, <laughs> your perf, my purpose, and uh, Excelsior, like that positive there you go. attitude. All right, all right, love it, love it. And my last, my last question here is, what advice could you, yeah, like, what advice could you give to those who, who you know, who want to jump into something new? You know, who want who are like thinking about like, should I career, should, should I like totally switch career here and do something that I actually like? Like, like, what could you say to those people who are having those doubts? Um, I would say that. Um, it's, it's your life. You're the one who has to live it. So if it's something that you want to do and you do your research and you're smart about it, you know, like go and do it. Um, if you want it enough, you'll make it happen. Um, and um, like, again, just, just remember what your purpose is. Remember your why, why are you doing this? And if it's because I'm not happy with where I'm at now, well, then you got to remember that and remember that you being happy is it's so important. So totally. go ahead and do it. And it's going to be hard sometimes. But if you keep remembering, I'm doing this, I'm doing this so that I you know, feel purpose and I feel you know, meaning in my life. Um, just go ahead and do it um, and have faith in yourself. Like you, the, I really do think that we're capable of doing so much but we just get in our own way because we let what if we let what if stand in the way and it's usually a negative what if but what if you did it <laughs> right like what if yeah. it works so um yeah i would just say like you know don't let yourself be the, the thing that's holding you back mm. from doing what you want to do mm. i love it that's amazing <laughs> that's the best way to finish this interview i love it and 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 yeah i mean the fact that you the fact that you're doing what makes you happy, but also the fact that you want to spread something positive here, the fact that you are kind of on the service of helping others, that is really cool. And also, as we were uh, uh, um, speaking before, like especially right now with this whole crazy times here and there, the fact that we have someone like you who actually works on the on like on the persona itself, you know, on their well-being and try to teach them something better, something to help them in here but also like like inside and everything that is really cool that is awesome and uh i mean it's more than obvious that at, that at some point everybody's going to know about you and what you do because as i said it is really cool and it's by far super badass so <laughs> thank you i appreciate it thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this is really awesome um and uh, i'm definitely you know blessed to be where i am um sure. and, and doing my work and having the ability to still like perform and you know, love that, but also like having that, that fulfillment of like, I know I am, even though I don't get it right away from my students, you know, but I know that I am doing good work and I'm helping people. And that's really what 
um, what matters a lot to me. Absolutely, absolutely, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and thank you so much for thank you so much for being here. I mean, uh, at the end, I mean, this is this is super cool, and this wouldn't be possible if you haven't accepted. So also, thank you, thank you so much for that. I also want to thank those who are watching this later, either I mean here on YouTube or later hearing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make, make sure to go follow Sarah right now. I mean, the video is over, so you can just finish this and go follow her. I mean, jump to her profile, leave a, leave a couple of likes here and there, follow her. I mean, let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Sarah. She's awesome. She's badass. And uh, and again, Sarah, thank you so, so much. Have an epic rest of the week, an epic upcoming weekend. Uh, and I'll be in touch, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thanks. Go Phils, go Birds. All right, perfect. <laughs> and that's a wrap. That's a wrap.